The podcast about everything is an Hour of the Wolf studio production. Hi, this is Mike Allison. Welcome to the podcast about everything. Very good. Hi, welcome back to the podcast about everything. This is Mike Allison, and we're broadcasting as usual from somewhere lost in the Allegheny Mountains of Pennsylvania. So tonight I'm going to show just how dumb I am because I'm going to interview an expert on the art of tarot reading. And that expert's name is Nancy Antonucci. And uh, she's been reading tarot cards for a while, um, at least as far as I know, and she's going to clue us in more about that. So, hi, Nancy. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Michael. Thanks for asking me. Oh, you're welcome. Glad to see you. Um, I I know you had had some, you were like looking like a pirate for a while. Uh, So, and you're not looking like a pirate now. You don't have an eye patch. So that's all all good news. I. Being of the age where you have cataract surgery, I've been through that part of it. So yeah, it's um, it's always interesting getting a little That's right. older. Uh, so first <laughs> off, Nancy, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a pirate at heart, Michael. Um, no, I. Uh, <laughs> I live in I live in the Twin Cities. I've been uh, I moved here I think in '85. Uh, yeah, and I have uh. A, a really thriving practice here. I, I read about 20 to 25 clients a week. Wow. And I teach nationally and internationally. I've been to China twice. Wow. And I have two books, uh, Psychic Tarot and Tarot Rituals. I love teaching. I love teaching almost a little bit more than I love reading, uh, to be honest with you. But I love tarot. I just, I love it. I, I started as a professional dancer. And yes. I think it's it's kind of the same thing. A choreographer does, it's just pattern recognition. You're just kind of okay. recognizing patterns. And I did that as a choreographer and I'm doing that as a, as a tarot diviner. Wonderful. That's yeah. great. And I, I love the analogy too. I mean, I'm a visual artist, so I yeah. love that analogy that you're making. Um, so how did you first get interested in this though i mean there had to be a point where nancy said what's this tarot stuff yeah that's right well actually my mom and i you know growing up in hollidaysburg it was a pretty uh you know just a small town very catholic yeah and the catholic church really fueled my rituals you know and (laughs) like my ritual self in fact i used to read I'd sneak into the church and read confessions for any neighborhood kid I could like get in there because, <laughs> and I think that was like the best practice as a that's tarot cool. reader. Cause that's all you really, you know, I don't give them penance, but you know, I do give them things they could do to help their hearts. Um, but mom and I just got into phrenology and astrology oh, and numerology. Oh. And then she got me a deck of cards when I was about nine oh. and I went to a show and tell in uh, grade school and threw the cards and and just kind of let the pictures talk to me. And then, 
mom, you know, Miss Bigani, our sub teacher, was like, that, yeah, that didn't go over too well in the show and tell. And so mom took the cards and I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't, I just thought that you read the pictures. That's all, you know, so she took them and I didn't pick them up again until really until my, I was about 20. Mm -hmm. I, and I called those my medieval days when I, those were really dark, hard days and tarot kind of came in again and just lifted me up. I, I'm a real visual thinker. I, I do think in visuals. So tarot is a perfect alphabet for that. I was still determined to be, you know, a famous dancer for my mom, you know, and for me. And I did dance up until I was about 35, but around tarot just kept growing just gradually and slowly. I never thought that it would ever be my profession. I really didn't. I, right. It's the one thing in my life that I didn't kind of manhandle. It's just like a little creek that just kept growing, you know, so that was pretty cool. All I had to do is get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that way with art too. I mean, for me, with art too. So yeah. I completely understand what you're saying. So, yeah. was your mother? Um, did she also read tarot, no, or mom, was, or was it just a more general interested interested in like <clears throat> supernatural things? Yeah, she was. She was of that World War II generation, and those women, <laughs> you know, intuition. They didn't have time for that. Really, I mean. And in America right. doesn't have the culture for that. Now, if you were Italian or, or uh, Brazilian, you grew up with cards and coffee, you know, but not in America. So my mom was really an amazing intuitive, but she didn't know how to channel it. So yeah, it, it kind of spooked her a little, you know, it did. Yeah. It spooked her. Yeah. I grew up with um, my dad's family, uh, though his name isn't, his dad's name isn't German, but everybody else in the family is German. And so even though he rejected this sort of life on the farm in Bedford County, I grew up with a whole lot of, I would have to call them inklings about things like bellsnickeling and stuff like that. And also, um, you know, the practice of, um, you know, German folk magic and stuff like that for healing and things like that. That was always kind of in the background, but, but my dad never farmers. spoke of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 My, my dad was a farmer too. And they just had this connection, I think with earth that they didn't mm -hmm. see as magical, you know, it just is, you know, I remember still my dad just like, well, the sun's going to come up tomorrow, Nancy. So, I mean, little things like that. And you're just like, Oh, you know, but when, when you have a strong connection to earth, you know, you, you are going to be more grounded. Things will just come up. I think, I think um, the earliest thing I can think of as far as references on things that are maybe technically games, but also are used for divination. I read about the ancient Egyptians and other Middle Eastern cultures like taking knuckle bones and throwing them. And yeah. that was a game, but it was also a method for foretelling the future or seeing what a person's fate might be and things like that. So there's a big, long, as far as I'm aware of, history of all forms of games, especially card games. Not to Absolutely. Put, not to stress the word game, but 
of, of these types of activities being used once for, you know, amusement and or gambling. And number yeah. two, for divination, for telling the future, telling someone's fate, giving them mm -hmm. guidance and things like that. Um, so do you know which came first, the chicken or the egg with tarot? Is it, was it a card game well, or? It was a game. Yeah, yeah, it was a game. As far as we know, the proof, and believe it or not, it was a really kind of pissed off priest or priest that gave us the <laughs> best the best history of tarot because oh, they actually, that. they described the major arcana. So there's five suits to tarot. Uh, the four that are like the regular suits, like you would okay. play. Those, those, you know, were in India and China centuries before, I mean, even before the Renaissance. But it, tarot really came from, as far as we know, came from the Renaissance. And the reason we know that is these priests would go on rants and say, don't play this game. Now, the game was not about divination. It was called Tarochi. And I've learned it. it. It's a it's a combination of bridge and poker. It's it's okay. hard. It's hard. Yeah. You know, you have to keep numbers and stuff. But as far as we know, that's the first evidence of a tarot card is like from the 1450s in Italy. Okay. All right. Are they the same form as you see now, basically, or have they been added to? They've changed a little bit. You know, there's 78 cards, so it's the there's and it's the say again with the uh playing cards it's the it's ace through 10 but instead of a jack queen and king there's also a page so that we're going to add a court card to that so for each of the suits and then the major arcana are the major kind of spiritual forces or archetypes really <laughs> carl jung peed himself when he saw tarot for the first time oh, I he bet. was just like I bet. Oh watch these are the archetypes i've been telling you about so it's yeah. like full through the world and there's 22 of them okay now right. each of the suits have their own element too okay yeah that i'm leading up to that question um yeah. so uh speaking of the suits um do they have do the suits have particular names yeah they can be the they have various names so let's call let's correlate them to the playing cards because that would be easier okay. to remember right. yeah. so the hearts are known as the cups okay um they're the water they're the vision they're the emotional flow okay. you know if if you have no emotions you're going to feel dead you know it's just so it's like the water that runs through us then you go to the pentacles are the diamonds in the card playing playing cards are the pentacles or sometimes they're known as coins and they're they're kind of that five-pointed star with a circle around it so right. those are kind of earth that's the earth element and that's all the things that we have on earth our natural resources like time energy focus money health those are the like our boundaries our body this planet you know the earth form then you go to, I get these mixed up sometimes. The uh, what are the what's the playing cards? Is the the clubs? Clubs, yeah. Are in tarot are known as the wands. Okay. And they're they're the wood, so they burn fire. They're our passion, our creativity, our fire. They're the fire element. 
and then um, swords are the clubs. What what else is there in the in the playing deck? Uh, hearts, uh, hearts, clubs, diamonds, and, and um, that other one. <laughs> I play a lot of cards, Nancy. Um, and that other I'm, one. No skill at gambling whatsoever. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, spades. Oh, spades. 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 Thank you. Spades. You're welcome. Sure. They're spades, and they represent, and they're the known as the swords, and they're mm -hmm. they are the power, the way we communicate, the way we think, you know, how we hold our power and how we communicate it. Sure. Uh, so, I think that is the backbone of tarot. I think that's why it works so beautifully. Other, I'm not dissing oracle cards and everything but what i love about tarot is that it has the backbone of the four elements mm -hmm. and the four elements are our kind of everyday magic as spirits right. having a human experience that's our everyday magic earth air water and fire that's mm -hmm. in every religion that's mm -hmm. in every spirituality one oh, way it's really other. ancient yeah it's really yeah. ancient yeah and underlies a lot of philosophies i mean you find that in and Hinduism and Buddhism, you yeah. find it in um, who was which Greek philosopher uh, was involved. Plato was involved with the four elements. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, there you go. Um, OK, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, but not so, only that, but the, the Taoists even see organs like our our heart is the fire organ. Mm -hmm. The stomach is the earth organ. You know, I just love that. I think yeah. the Taoists. The Taoists have the body down. They have. They really. nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> they, they nailed, nailed it. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, okay. Um, so we have these different illustrations on the cards, mm -hmm. and we talked about what the suits symbolize. But what do the individual pictures symbolize? Well, in 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 the beginning in in there wasn't a picture for all the mine we call it the minor arcana the four okay. suits there wasn't a picture for each of those oh okay there would be like instead of like three cups well let me back up there's three systems of tarot there's the rider oh. weight and that came in around the uh 1850s 1900s okay the toth or Thoth deck mm -hmm. that also was around the writer wait time. And then the Marseille. Okay. So the Marseille is French. So in the beginning, and I hope no real tarot historian is listening to this because I don't consider myself a tarot historian, okay. which is that originally, and I, well, I do know this for sure. Originally, not all the cards had pictures. Some of them just had pips. Oh, okay. You know, they just yeah. showed the pips because they were it was like a, a numerical thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, but I mean, we've all seen images, whether it's inescapable anymore in movies yeah. and, you know, you name it. Uh, <laughs> That's so right. We have you know, the fool and the hanged man and all that sort of stuff. Uh, no, those major arcanas were always there from the beginning. Oh, they were always there from the So what yep. do they, what do they mean? I mean, they're cool. a, a hanged you know, man would seem to be a really terrible card to pull to well, me, you know, but but he's hanging it, upside down, too. So. I know. But, you know, he did it to himself as mm -hmm. the centuries have gone on. The very first hangman, it was like you that's what would happen to you if you were a traitor. 
Okay. So, so it was a literal gallows with a guy hanging from his neck? No, always from his foot. Oh, always from his foot. Oh, okay. So the blood would just, yeah. Yeah. That would. And it lets people throw rocks at you and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, there, what I love about the Major Arcana, and here's a theory okay. about where did these cards come from? We don't know who the artists were. Mm -hmm. We can see th different things in Italy where we can kind of go, okay, that, that probably influenced the high priestess or that mm -hmm. we're thinking the Medici who were behind everything were behind tarot. And so what they oh, really? did was they, they may have been, yeah, they, oh, wow. they would make beautiful wedding cards out of gold. And, and we're thinking one of the things that used to do with Italian communities because they couldn't read was that they'd have virtue parades and and they would have little carts and you'd have strength and you'd have value. And it was a way to kind of get that moral. Yeah. Well, the tarot, the major arcana may have been the virtues. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So, okay. so some artist went, okay, oh, wait, I have to do wedding gifts? Okay, I'll just paint. Yeah, they, they said for, uh, I, I've read about for pageants that were put on for court I mean, they claimed that Leonardo da Vinci created pageantry for the court and uh, and then went on and on about, oh, he had a dragon fly down from the sky and breathe flames and things like that and disappear in a puff of smoke and all this kind of thing. And I'm, yeah, that's 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 typical. I've done stage work, too. That's right. <laughs> you know, I know. So I know, you know, I, I know about that. And um, so that's. That's not too much of a stretch. No. Uh, plus, I, I'm familiar, you know, once again, the German part of the background and also the Scotch-Irish part of the background. I'm familiar with holiday things, and we're in that season now, like St. Nicholas plays and things like that, where you have stock characters. You know, you have right. a, black, a blacksmith who's filthy and covered with greasy soot who if it's in a home, will find the finest chair and rub himself all over it and then crawl around on the floor and nail people's shoes to the floor, you know, and things like that. So, yeah, Nicholas plays got outrageous. And, you know, they brought in Krampus-like creatures and witches yeah. and all kinds of things like that. Once again, mummery during the holidays, big deal. So anyway, oh. um, so, okay. And I love... I mean, I think I have a tarot deck here someplace that I bought because it was pretty. And yeah, I don't they're, know they're don't know what to do with it, but they're gorgeous. You know, they're absolutely gorgeous. Um, they're such a, um, there's a, a thing called DeviantArt. It's a website for artists uh, who, um, you know, want to publish their stuff and get it out online. And the number of tarot cards these, especially younger artists have produced is just stunning. They're yeah. beautiful, beautiful objects. That exploded. God, Michael, when I was growing up, you, you had your choice between, basically between three decks. Mm -hmm. That's wow. it. Wow. Wow. That's it. Yeah. There may yeah. have been more in Europe. I mean, more to pick from, but in America, we didn't even really have Marseille at that point. Yeah. We only had the Rider weight. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's like when I was in art school and read the lord of the rings yeah. and the hobbit and it was so, so 
mind-blowing that I kept saying to myself, boy, I wish there was more of this. And now I'm saying, gee, I wish there wasn't so much. Because <laughs> <laughs> none of it's as good as the original. But um, anyway, um, so do you have a favorite deck that was produced by an artist? Um, do, you have, do you have a personalized deck? I have uh, two good friends of mine create decks, um, Julia okay. Cuccia Watts and Ellen Lorenzi Prince. Okay. I love, I love their decks. I love, there was a German deck that I love. It's called the Handel deck, H-A-I-N-D-L. Uh, I love, I don't really buy that many. I have friends, Michael, I have friends that have like close to three to 500 decks. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm a working girl. I, it's like, sure. I can't have any parade horses. It's like, yeah, no, they got to work on the farm. If they don't pull water and shit, no. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I have, I love the artist of the sure. inner vision and uh, Spolia deck, the S-P-O-L-I-A. I'm waiting. Kickstarter has gotten to be a really great place for tarot creators. And yeah. I'm waiting for uh, a somat the somatic tarot. And at that it, it and I don't even care really about the deck as much as I want the book, you know, because they really tie it in with our bodies. And that's okay. what I'm really interested in, that intersection. Is that what the name somatic the somatic means? Uh, that it's tied to the body? Yeah. Okay. It's about the body. This is brand new. I haven't I haven't even it just passed Kickstarter, so they just made oh, money okay. for it. All right. So well, these decks you're mentioning, on. I'll put in links in the show notes so that if people want to look at them, they can go online and see them. Absolutely. So, yeah. And you can just Google images. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Googling skills are important these days. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a little break now, but we'll be right back. Commercial breaks are always refreshing. Now, back to our show. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, we've gone through some of my questions here already. Um, I have a great story. Oh, please. Go ahead. So, I didn't realize... I didn't get that call. So, like, I, Tarot was you know, stopped around nine or 10 and mom, yeah. it freaked her out. So she took it. But although she kept, gave me that, I mean, she did keep that my original deck for me, which is cool. But, you know, around 19 or 20, I went to see, there was one fortune teller named Mary that lived in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Okay. I and, think I know who that was. Wow. Well, I tell you, I went there for a birthday reading like just i just i don't know why i wasn't i hadn't even thought of tarot that much i was going to be a dancer and only a dancer and nothing else could could distract sure. me but i went there for a reading and we go in her kitchen and she starts laying cards down now she had a playing deck she didn't have a tarot deck but she had she had written all over the the cards so she had meanings for each of the cards and she started reading for me and then she just looked at the cards and stopped and said, I need to teach you because you're going to be a great reader. Oh. And I was like bummed out. I'm like, now just do the reading for me. I don't want to learn right now. You know, like 20 and arrogant, yeah. you know, but that 
then I went home or I lived in state college at the time I was with the dance there and I um, went back to state college and they threw a birthday party and someone happened just to give me my first another deck the Morgan Greer deck and I just went okay that's weird I'm getting all kinds of messages and then I just it didn't have a book I didn't know that they all had their own definitions Right. So I just looked at each card every night and just let them talk to me because I like listening to images. And when, in fact, when I found out that they had definitions, I was as disappointed as I was when I found out racquetball had rules. You know, right. I was like, I loved racquetball when you could just go in there and lose your mind, mm-hmm. you know, but when you had to stay behind the line and, you know, it was like, okay. It wasn't well, fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You I just, know. You just needed to go in and wail a little bit. That's <laughs> well, and Mary, I find out that she was arrested a couple of times because it's illegal mm, yeah. to read. And uh, so she did the smart thing and just said she was a creative coach. So she didn't, you know, that way she didn't. Right. But I just and thought get... that was so weird because when they arrested her, they took her cards. Oh, wow. And I just thought, well, who, what, what did they do with the cards? You know, that's just one yeah. of those things that it just... That's so strange. But you know what? Um, back then, people were very suspicious of one another. And, yeah. you know, um, a lot of that stuff was still looked. Well, today we're going through a thing where some of this stuff is looked down upon, you know, by certain members of society. And we'll be oh, yeah. Oh, but, totally. You know, but as long as they're not kicking the door down, we're, we're fine. That's uh, right. <laughs> when I, so, just, I, I would tell people, listen, they used to burn us as witches now they just burn your reputation and yeah. you can walk away from that <laughs> yeah that's true that's true we did we did a podcast about um the uh about witches and wicca and the whole thing and the history you know because it's yeah um, it the a lot of the assumed history isn't factual you know um it but it was there all the oppression certainly was factual that so was factual. um yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, um, we, we had a, a long conversation about that. And of course about, um, James the first and the witch trials in Scotland and England, yeah. and Matthew Hopkins, the witch finder general, what a piece of crap he was, what a yeah. ruthless monster. There's a, Vincent Price plays him in a really good folk horror movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not. No, what? That's yeah, called The Witchfinder General. Uh, and it's one of the early English folk horror movies. It's it's good. It's good. By the way, this is this has been clawing at my leg. Oh my conversation. god. Yeah, that's Zeke. <laughs> uh anyway. Um so, uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we have a kitten now in the house uh, who has who's absolutely a holy terror. Um, so uh, <laughs> b- back to back to the point. So you have all these different suits and you have these different face cards. And I assume when you're drawing cards off the deck, sometimes you're going to get get similar cards. And lay, uh, do they lay over each other? How how do you do this? I mean, I don't. That's what I don't understand. I don't understand how. The, I guess the pattern you said about pattern recognition, the right. pattern 
determines the meaning of the reading. Is that correct? Yeah, but it's sort of, I think that we, uh, intuition and that psychic, see, I, I see, I think everyone has intuition in that, right. you know, I, I call it the ambulance, like all mother nature had to give us something that would go off that our senses wouldn't be able to catch. So it was like a little default, like, yeah. you know, and it's yeah. usually a siren. Yeah. But if you practice it, it becomes psychic, you know? So okay. it's like, no, I go from a snapshot to a movie, okay. you know? And so what you're doing is letting go of all the filters and allowing all information to come in. And I would tell people when it has absolutely no emotion behind it, mm -hmm. That's a psychic hit. You know, okay. if there's emotions, it's usually you projecting or you're imagining or you're creative, you know, it's, but when there's no energy or no emotion, there's energy, mm -hmm. but no emotion. I always trust those side hits and they always come from the side too. They never right. ever happen straightforward. So right. when you lay cards down, you can just pick one card. One card will tell you a lot. You can lay a pattern, like there's a, a traditional form called the Celtic cross. And it, each card has, each position has its own meaning. So then you pick a card and that card elucidates that meaning. So if you, it was like, let's say this position is called the past and I pull a card, then it's describing the past, you know, okay. so... You can do that where the spreads themselves in there. Oh, Lord, there's lots of spreads you can use or create, you know, that have specific designations. I I personally like just path readings. I just like pulling five cards just to see what the story is. So they're right. not, each card doesn't have its own designation. They're just all talking together like mm -hmm. a symphony. Do you, do you pull the cards or... Does the person you're doing the reading for pull the cards and then you interpret them? Or is that Excuse one me. of those yes answers for the whole thing? No, a lot of readers. Yeah, no, a lot of readers, you would never touch their cards. Okay. I love for my client to touch the cards, but I really just have them shuffle. And then okay. I, to me, the reader's the worker. You just okay. sit in the rowboat and I'll row the boat, you know, so I'll mm -hmm. lay the cards out. I'll ask questions. You know, I do all the work and you're, you're, you're just receiving. Okay. Okay. Um, there, this is just a question and I hope this isn't a weird question, but you know, there's other forms of divination. I, I really hate using the word fortune telling, uh, but you know, other ways of reading people and things. Um, and the one thing that pops into my mind, uh, which is actually in a way a pet peeve of mine, I'll confess, um, is there a link between something like, say, astrology and tarot or not? Absolutely. Okay. Well, you go, let's go back to the four elements. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, earth, air, water, and fire. So, all the wands are the fire people, all the swords mm -hmm. are the air people. Mm -hmm. uh, and I see, actually, I, I was going to describe this a little better. There are like three families. So there's the, the ace through 10 are those kind of states of being and, and human experiences we're going to have. The court cards, the page, knight, queen, and kings are the 
the human element. They're all the roles we play and the people in our lives. Okay. And then the major arcana are great natural, like the powers, mm -hmm. uh, natural forces, if you want. Forces outside that influence everything. Like spirit. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. different okay. faces of spirit. Okay. So between those three, the world, the people, and the spirit, you're going to get some really good insights about gotcha. pretty much anything you ask. Gotcha. Um, since these things are so highly individualistic yeah, and so dependent on sort of a call response sort of thing between the person doing the reading and the person who's a little more passive, you know, having the reading done for them. Is there, I don't, I guess there's no such thing as a typical tarot reading because I guess they'd all be atypical. Uh, but um, could there's you, a more traditional one. Okay. Could you kind of walk us through that? Yeah. <clears throat> you would, and I got to say things have changed since COVID. So I think there's a lot mm. more readers that have gone remote. I have, I used to sure. have people in my home for years and years and years. Oh now yeah. Yeah. Now I only see them once a week in in person. All my other readings are remote. So it has changed us. The cyber world has changed us. And I would I would tell people too, listen, you know, when it comes to AI, and I'm not warning you against AI, but I would say if you're gonna get an email reading from someone, know who they are before you sure. get the reading, because I oh, think yeah. well, a lot of readers will just use AI and and say they're wow. doing and so frankly that, i gotta tell you those readings aren't that bad chat gap uh tarot yeah. <laughs> i know wow. i wow. know that's well nuts. well youtube youtube <laughs> yeah. is oh lord I, and i really jumped into the youtube world because i wanted to see how tarot language was changing mm -hmm. and oh it, it's just it's it there are just so so many readers it, it just that first of all reading for the collective instead of one-on-one -on -one. so that's going to be a very different like i'm reading for all the aries right now that's you know yeah and a lot of them are based not a lot but too many of them are based on limerence which is not real love and it's not even real lust it's limerence which is no you know he does think of you but he he can't get in touch with you now it's just not healthy that sounds like cold reading almost. Yeah. You're familiar yeah, with cold not, reading? Like, yeah. I sense that someone in the audience had someone recently die. Oh, you know, yeah. There's that's, 60 people in the audience. Of course, someone had someone recently. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But I think a traditional reading, I think what you do is, well, and I, again, th this will vary from reader to reader. Some readers don't want to know your question. They just oh. want to, they just want to pull, you know, lay the cards out and tell you what they're seeing. I love it to be a conversation. I yeah. want to hear, where are you? What do you think? Like a lot of times people will say, I'm stuck. I've been stuck. Mm -hmm. And the first question I'll ask them is when was the last time you weren't? Mm -hmm. So let's go back to where there was flow because something happened there, you know, it's like, so can we just start from that point instead of me? just pulling teeth and just, you know, I'm not a dentist, I'm a reader. So, sure. you know, so what oftentimes you would shuffle the cards that, and your person would, 
you know, either would give you the questions or what they would like to see happen during that time together. You would shuffle the cards. You would do an overview first, like where are they right now? What do I need to know? And then you would read cards so you could pull certain spreads like a relationship spread or financial spread. Or for me, I just do five cards or seven cards. I just want to know the story and look at various aspects or spheres in their life that they've mentioned or that would come up in the overview. Sure. And then you um, do a closure. So then you, you know, it, uh, let them know when about 10 minutes is up. And then, you know, is there anything that they needed more information on? And then you just do a closure. You, as a reader, I think there's a couple things that are really important. One is boundaries, man, just boundaries everywhere, like your own boundaries. Like you cannot go in there thinking you're fixing anyone. That's right. like, that, that's just, no. I'm there to reflect, I'm there to affirm, and I'm there to kind of give you anything I see in the cards, and I can't censor what I see. Mm -hmm. So I, as a teacher, I always say, if you see it and sense it, you better say it. Right. You know, because I do feel like I'm working in spirit, and to me, spirit is love. It just, we're all unified in love. We're all spirits having a human experience. Human stuff is hard. Yeah. You know, so spirit is not. And uh, it's just trying to help someone feel safe and strong enough so that we can kind of look at, you know, I I very rarely get people coming to me that life is going well. You know, it's like, oh, sure. I got a great guy and sure. oh, there's money and I'm not worried about anything. You know, it's like, yeah. no, I wouldn't that's... I wouldn't want to do a reading. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, okay. Might be too oh, easy, right. actually. Yeah. Yeah, um, really. Uh, and you know what? That one of my ongoing jokes on the podcast is that for an artist, I knew way too many. Uh, I know two psychiatrists and more psychological therapists than it's probably healthy for me. Uh, <laughs> but what you're saying is very much like what they say when they're having a therapy session with another person. Oh, my God. Yeah. And half of my client, I'm not, I'm not bragging, but I kind of am, Michael. Half of my clients are therapists. Yeah. Oh, they need, to, I'm sure they need to dump. Oh, God. A and, lot. And, and also just look outside the box. It's like, I don't have the regulations. Like I literally, Tarot, in America, you have to literally say it's an, a form of entertainment. Right. You know, so it's there's no regulation. And now on the one hand, I I can do my work and really develop in the way I need to. On the other, you're getting like YouTube readers that are just really keeping that codependence alive and well. False hope. I think that's yeah. like one of the worst things that you can give someone. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I, it doesn't matter what it is or where it's coming from. Right. Giving someone false hope. Um, trying to drag them along for whatever reason, even if it's just that you claim you're feeling compassion for them and you right. don't want them to feel bad. And but you know, it's like the discussion that's going on right now about American history. You know, I'm a hardcore history buff, and if we don't admit to our mistakes, that's right. How can we ever hope? for the younger generation 
to improve on things if we don't tell them look we did this and we screwed up royally here and you know this is why this happened or that happened and please don't make this mistake you know right right this mistake learn learn to be kinder to so Mm -hmm. um wow it's this has been great this has been absolutely great so, Excellent. Excellent. yeah, um, I, I hope you've had as much fun as I have had. I I have. You don't want me. Do you want me to do a little reading for you? If you want to. Sure. I would love to. Hold on. Okay. I'll just grab my other deck. All right. I have my uh, my security kitten here. So <laughs> your little kitty. Yeah. Little Zeke. Little black kitty. Yeah. He's a little black kitty. He's our Halloween okay. kitty. So I'm just going to do three cards and okay. again, not, not designate them, just kind of go, right. what, what, what would be helpful for you to know right now? Just helpful. And that could okay. just be, you know, throw out those old shoes, uh, you know, don't sign that contract, whatever it, it... okay. Let me, fo- I, I better focus in here. I'm in my head a lot. So okay. let me get in. Okay. First of all, before I lay the cards, I just got this image of, you know, you working on the right side of some artwork that just the right side of it. And they just said, you know, you're, you're going in the right direction, but slow down. Hmm. So that, I don't know, you you might want to just want to get this thing done. And they're kind of going, no, you don't want to do that. You're going right. Just slower down a little bit. Oh my goodness. Okay. What? This is, <laughs> so I got the death card. Oh, nice. The magician. Uh-huh. And the nine of swords. Okay. So the nine so of swords looks very sad. I know. I call that my 3 a.m. card. That's when you wake oh. up at three in the morning and go, what am I doing with my life? You know, oh, but, yeah. but death is the ultimate form, the ultimate change of form. There, it, it, mm-hmm. And in the middle of this is this beautiful magician. So instead of seeing it linear, I'm actually seeing it like this, that that the transformation and kind of some anxiety is happening because your own creativity and the way that you're channeling is changing so much. Yeah. So they're kind of saying, and you don't actually really know where it's going either. And they're saying, you just, I, I can't emphasize this enough, Michael. You're going in the right direction. It's just they keep giving me this image of you walking. Mm-hmm. And they just said, don't run mm-hmm. and don't worry. Okay. But there's there's a lot of changes from your own channel right okay. now. My my wife has commented to people, well, we're about to um, celebrate our 25th anniversary. And she said, i've seen michael change six or seven times since we've been together especially his artwork it's always changing and it's always evolving and there's always something new and uh i don't know if you've seen my posts but i recently started working on what could turn into a book an illustrated book wow so and it's something that you know it might be a little juvenile to some people, but it's something that I really love and I'm interested in. And that is um, uh, cryptids and monsters. 
So I'm doing an alphabetical book of illust- oh. my own illustrations of cryptids and monsters. So, um, so I may be one of those people popping up eventually on, um, you know, on a, you know, for funding for to get a book published. But uh, in the meantime, I'll be selling prints and things like that. Absolutely. What's the so, first word? Cryptics. Cryptids. Uh, they're they're the um, uh, crypto biology is like pseudo archaeology it's it's um things that people believe are out there which are not necessarily out oh. there because they're based on folklore and things like that like, like bigfoot like bigfoot yeah, and, and, and yeah nessie and all that kind of stuff yeah so um yeah so oh. i have these are these are mostly wow. north american ones and yeah. i'm going through the alphabet so, sweet sweet yeah so um i just finished well i mean i'm jumping around uh and i just finished the a one which is uh a, a bigfoot creature uh i could do a bigfoot creature for every letter of the alphabet but it gets so boring <laughs> after a while because they're all kind of the same but this one is a little guy he's like four feet high and it's called the Alba twitch and i think that in German, his name means apple thief. And <laughs> and in Columbia, Pennsylvania, along the Susquehanna River, uh, there's apple orchards, of course, all through the eastern part of the state. And that's where he's been sighted, supposedly. Wow. Apple orchards, stealing apples and snarling at people who see them. And that's <laughs> so, yeah. So there's a whole series of these things. And some of them are pretty gruesome but some of them are kind of silly too yeah. uh but there'll be a written description of what i'm illustrating and you know was this where there are multiple sightings one hysteria or something like that you know like of course i have to do the boss man you know because the boss man is everywhere too <laughs> and um <laughs> So yeah, uh, it's that kind of thing. Wow, um, have so, fun with that. Yeah, man. it's it's fun because most of my paintings are now are abstract. I just had a show, and um, you know, there's right now in the country is very conservative, and there's kind of an immunity to a lot of abstract painting. Uh, but um, yeah, so I just had a show of that, but this is sort of this is a hobby, like the podcast, and mm-hmm. it's just something that um. You like doing? I'm doing for fun. Yeah, yeah. I I did study illustration in art school, so you know, and I've used it from time to time, and for a while had a little bit of a career. As a well, teacher. I just got a flash when you just said that, though. When you just so, described that, it's almost like, you know, there's just so much changing in our world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the death and the nine of swords it's really easy for us to feel isolated and separated and again in the middle is the magician and even if that's with monsters or our creative yeah. you know like our in the creative 60s, juices yeah that's right yeah yeah cool okay well thanks that makes, for having that me makes Michael. Sense. well listen thank you for talking to us um like i said i hope i came off uh at least asking some fairly intelligent questions because yeah. I really don't know very much about this, but, um, and you know, when, uh, since you've come on the show, is there anything that you would like to plug? Would you like to, um, you know, 
let people know how to get in touch with you. Uh, are you offering classes? But when, where, why, how, you know, that's. Yeah. I mean, I just wrote a couple things so I don't forget them. So first of all, my website is is getting updated. But for now, if you wanted to schedule a session with me, you could at www.betweenworlds.us. Okay. Um, I and I, I do mentor people. I teach people one-on-one, in, usually in a five-session thing. We we do something. Um, there's another group that I've created a collective here because I feel like local magic. We need to go local, not only with politics, but magic. It's like the sure. stronger we are small, the big, stronger we are big. So there's a group that I started called the Twin Cities Tarot Collective. And they have a web. We have a website, tctarotcollective.com, and we offer a cyber event, like the, we call it a human being, on February. Uh, I wrote this down. February tenth. That takes me back to the sixties. I uh, know, baby. <laughs> uh, and we just all day. We just have different reader or teachers, and we talk about books. And so it's just fun. It's casual. It's nothing mm-hmm. heavy, but it's really cool in the middle of winter, just to you know touch base sure. with kindreds. And then I throw a, a tarot. Con- the Twin Cities Tarot Collective. We throw a big uh, conference every year called the North Star Tarot Conference in Minneapolis. And that's going to be May 17th through the 19th. And you can get all that on the website, the TC website. All right. I'll put links to all this in the show notes. And hopefully it'll generate some more interest in this uh, among our listeners. And people will be in touch with you. Um, So um, I will let you know when this is all up and listenable. And uh, I want to thank you once again for coming on. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, and, um, let's see, uh, so this is it for Nancy and Mike on the podcast about everything. And our standard sign off is see you soon and be excellent to one another. Bye-bye. Bye. So I can send you some links too of my friends, the decks I like. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast about everything. We strive to address all manner of subjects for our listeners with great interviews from our guests and also addressing other subjects that they may find interesting. You can find us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Anchor, and on most other podcast presentation platforms. Please consider giving us a like when you listen and subscribing. And a positive review certainly helps our listenership. You can find the podcast about everything and examples of my artwork on Meta Business and on Instagram at the podcast about everything. You can also find us on Mastodon at MikeArt at Mastodon.sdf.org. Our new website is under construction and will be around shortly. Our theme music is Electronic Rock, King Around Here by Alex Grawl, uh, courtesy of our friends at Pixabay. Pixabay is a great place to find uh, royalty-free artwork, music, and photographs. Until next time, this is Mike Allison signing off and once again reminding you to be excellent to each other.